What if I told you that God could be seen in the most ordinary things every day? That if we just took a break from the busyness of our lives to just stop and look around, to consider the things that we encounter all the time and overlook, the lessons that we would learn from our children and in our homes, our families, what if I told you that everyday ordinary events could teach us extraordinary eternal truths? Would you believe me? Hey everybody and welcome back to the Set Your Mind Above podcast. I'm your host BJ Sight. I'm a Christian, a preacher, a husband, and a father. In this podcast, we take everyday, ordinary events and explore how they can teach us extraordinary, eternal truths. I'm so glad that you have joined me for this episode. Now, let's open up our minds, our hearts, and our Bibles together. We finally broke down this week and hired someone to come out and put in a fence around the backyard of our home. With the kids getting more curious and another baby on the way, It was just a matter of safety to keep the little rascals contained. It actually came a lot sooner than we were expecting. We had gotten some quotes from some contractors around town, but they were quoting us like $10,000 for a fence. So when the neighbors next door had Acres Fence put one up for them about a month ago, and we learned that they were charging half that price, naturally we called them and had them come out to give us a quote. Originally, they had told us that they would be back out in about seven to eight weeks to put our fence up. Well, fast forward to last weekend, when we got a call from them saying that they were coming only two weeks later. (laughs) They're finishing it up today, and the kids could not be more excited about it, as are Kylie and I. Now, originally, I had thought about trying to do that work myself, but that idea very quickly went out of my mind for a single reason— the condition of our soil. We have the most rocky ground that you could possibly imagine. Nearly every day, more rocks pop up to the surface like trolls coming out of the ground. And I'm not talking about little rocks. I'm talking about anywhere from 15 to 30 pound rocks, big ones. Digging fence posts was going to kill me without having the proper heavy equipment. So we left it to the professionals. However, while they were working on the fence yesterday, we used it as an opportunity to do some things with the yard that I knew I could handle, like planting some more bushes. Kylie recently picked up some boxwoods, and so I got out my shovel and I got to planting them where she wanted. I did the first big three out front underneath one of the bedroom windows, and already by my third bush, I had pulled up at least 50 pounds worth of rock. One of them I hit as soon as I dug my shovel into the ground, and I muscled it out with my hands after loosening the dirt around it, and it ended up being about 14 inches long, 9 inches wide, and 2 inches thick. It was massive. After planting the big ones, I moved my way to the backyard where Kylie had three smaller ones for me to plant, and I thought, surely, these would be much easier to plant than the bigger ones were. I got through the first two no problem. It wasn't until my very last boxwood that, of course, I would run into problems. I dug my shovel into the ground, 
which actually went in with ease. But as I went to pry it up from the ground, this is when I had problems. As it turns out, I had dug right along the edge of another massive rock under the surface and proceeded to try to lift up underneath of it. When I did this, apparently I applied too much pressure because the next thing I knew, snap. I was holding just the handle of the shovel with the head still stuck into the ground. It broke off right at the base, snapping not only the wood, but the fiberglass it was wrapped in as well. Luckily, I was able to grab some other tools that I had to finish the job, but was still left with a broken shovel that was beyond repair. Today, I went ahead and grabbed an all-steel shovel, handle and all, to tackle future projects on our very rocky ground. I miss the soil back in the Willamette Valley in Oregon that was so easy to work with and pliable. The soil here in Kentucky does not like being challenged or cut into. It makes quite a few projects just about impossible. Having really rocky soil is certainly a struggle when it comes to work I'm trying to do as a homeowner. But it's nothing compared to what having a hard heart does to the work that God is trying to do on us. I want us to revisit the parable of the sower today. And I want us to zero in on the rocky soil and Jesus' explanation. The parable itself is recorded for us in Matthew 13, verses 3 through 9, as Jesus taught, Consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil and it grew up quickly since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it. And still other seed fell on good ground and produced fruit, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what was sown. Let anyone who has ears listen. Jesus would go on to explain the meaning of this parable with his disciples. He said, So listen to the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word about the kingdom and doesn't understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is the one sown along the path. And the one sown on the rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. But he has no root and is short-lived. When distress or persecution comes because of the word, immediately he falls away. Now the one sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the worries of this age and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. But the one sown on the good ground, the one who hears and understands the word, who does produce fruit and yields, some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times what is sown. Matthew thirteen eighteen through 23 Let us pay special attention to the rocky soil that Jesus describes. Naturally, the seed which is sown is the will of God, perhaps more specifically the gospel. 
The rocky ground represents the condition of one's heart that God's will falls upon, which the text says has no root and quickly will turn away when things get difficult. But why? I believe what Jesus is trying to explain is very simple. A hard heart is an unyielding heart. It is a heart that loves the idea of God, but is not truly willing to submit to Him or suffer on account of the gospel. Hebrews 4 and verse 12 says that the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of the soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and that it is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word is like that shovel digging in deep into our hearts to mold us and shape us the way that He so desires. The hard heart, however, is unyielding and resists. So long as what God is calling us to do does not cut deep, the hard heart is on board. But sacrificing? Suffering? Being molded into something that we don't want? that's when the hard heart quickly abandons discipleship to Jesus. The hard heart is best described as in 2 Timothy 3, verses 4-5. through Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Holding to the form of godliness, but denying its power. When we are unwilling to do the hard things that we are called to do in discipleship, if we are stubborn, and only get behind what is pleasurable or easy, rest assured that we would fall into the rocky soil. Our faith is shallow, and most certainly not motivated by a love for God. If we truly love God, we will not be so unyielding. We will let His Word break us, mold us, and remove that which didn't belong under the surface. It is such a love for God and such a molding by His Spirit and through His Word that will allow our faith to be grounded deep and finally begin to bear fruit for Him. To quote an old hymn that we often sing, His power can make you what you ought to be. His blood can cleanse your heart and make you free. His love can fill your soul. And you will see, t'was best for him to have his way with thee. Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. And I would invite you back every Tuesday for a brand new episode each week. If you haven't already, be sure to find us on Facebook for occasional announcements and special video sessions. If you have benefited from this podcast, please, if you're able, be sure to share it with someone else that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, know that I love you, that God loves you, and may we all, each and every day, set our minds above. Amen.